Hey friends, welcome to Girls' Night. I'm Stephanie Mae Wilson, and I am so happy that you're here. Each week, I have a girlfriend over, and we talk through one of the biggest questions we have about our lives as women. We're talking about friendships and faith and relationships and self-confidence, about our calling in life and how to live every bit of our lives to the absolute full. Life is so much better and easier and absolutely more fun when we navigate it together as girlfriends, and I cannot wait to get started. So, last week on the show, y'all got to hear from my very best friend in the whole entire world, Michelle. And today, y'all get to hear from my other very best friend in the whole entire world, Kelsey. I have to say, whoever said you could only have one best friend, I think they are just wrong. You guys, I am so excited for you to meet Kelsey, and as I said her name, some of you might be wondering, is this the same Kelsey from the Lipstick Gospel? And it is. She and Michelle and I studied abroad in Spain together, and I talk about them both in my book. You guys are going to just love her. Kelsey is amazing. She's my go-to person for advice about pretty much every single area of my life, but especially my relationship with God, and that's what we're going to be talking about in today's episode. One of the questions I get more than any other from my sweet readers and listeners is, how do I get closer to God? How do I get to know Him better? And that's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about how to have a quiet time, what that even means, how to journal and pray and read your Bible in a really fun way, I promise. We'll be sharing some really practical and actionable ways for you to connect to God more deeply, and we'll be sharing what our personal quiet times look like these days. You guys are going to love our conversation. One thing I wanted to mention before we dive in is that as Kelsey introduced herself, there's one really important thing she forgot to mention. She's a wife and a mom and helps run my very favorite college ministry, but she's also an amazing makeup artist. Kelsey does makeup for weddings and events and photo shoots and more, and she did my makeup for my wedding as well as every other wedding I've ever been in. She's done my makeup for so many fun events, including Halloween in college, where one time I talked her into giving me really giant glittery eyelashes and doing a rainbow on my eyelid with eyeshadow. It was awesome. We took a best friends trip to Las Vegas earlier this summer, and Michelle and I were so excited to have Kelsey do our makeup. We begged her to do it every single night, and we always look amazing after Kelsey's done with us. So, shameless plug, if you guys live in Colorado or anywhere near Kelsey, or hey, Kelsey can travel to you too. Um, If you still want to hire her, you guys, she's the best. If you're getting married or looking for a makeup artist or having an event or a photo shoot, definitely look her up. I'll make sure to link to her Instagram and website in our show notes for today's episode, but if you want to check her out, she's Makeup on Instagram. I just had to brag about her for a second because she didn't mention it in our conversation and I wanted to make sure you guys knew. So there's one other thing I wanted to mention before we dive in. Like I said, Kelsey and I are going to be talking about quiet times and how to connect with God and how to go deeper in our relationships with Him. And if you're looking to do that, to go deeper with Him and to get to know Him better, there are two resources I would really love to share with you that I know could really help. A while back, I wrote a book called The Lipstick Gospel, which is the book that Kelsey and Michelle are in. And then this summer, I came out with two new books to go along with it, The Lipstick Gospel Prayer Journal and The Lipstick Gospel Devotional. And actually, I would love to take just a quick sec and read you the description for the prayer journal just so that you can get a feel for what it's all about. So it's called The Lipstick Gospel Prayer Journal, How to Talk to God Like He's Your Best Friend. And here's what it says in the back of the book. It says, the thing I've always found to be true about relationships is that the more time we spend together and the more we open up to each other, the closer we feel. This is true in all of our relationships, and it's true with God too. Whether you've known Him all your life or are getting to know Him for the very first time, this 90-day prayer journal is a practical way of going deeper in your relationship with God. The daily prompts will help you curl up and spend time with Him, telling Him about your life and your hopes and your dreams and your fears, the things you find to be lovely and hard and really, really funny. More than ever before, we're getting to know the God who created the heavens and the earth, the God who is big and sweeping and powerful and majestic. But we're also getting to know the God who wants to become our very best friend. He's become mine, and I know he wants to become yours too. 
This is totally the heart of what Kelsey and I are talking about today. And so I just wanted to make sure you knew that this resource was available to you. You can hear more about it and my devotional and all of my books, actually, in my shop. It's smaywilsonshop.com. You can also find that link through the show notes over on my blog or through the link in my Instagram profile. I'm at smaywilson over on Instagram. Okay, without any further ado, here's my conversation with Kelsey. Okay, friends, I am so excited for who I get to introduce you to today. You guys, my best friend Kelsey is here on the podcast. Just say hey, Kelsey. Hi. (laughs) Um, So we have to tell you where we are right now, just in case you hear any rustling or dogs barking or babies crying or anything, because we are sitting in Kelsey's basement right now. I'm visiting here in Colorado, um, hanging out with my family and my best friends. And so I wish you could see us right now. We're drinking coffee. We're kind of tucked in Kelsey's basement, hoping her sweet baby Bodie doesn't wake up. But if he does, we'll just have to press pause for a second. So bear with us. So you guys, I'm so excited for you to meet Kelsey. If you have read my book, The Lipstick Gospel, you already know Kelsey uh, because it's this Kelsey you've gotten to hear or you're (laughs) going to get to hear from Michelle um, in this first season of the podcast. But now you get to meet Kelsey and I just am so excited about it. Um, Kelsey and I have been best friends for mm, how long, Kels? 2009. So eight years. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, yeah. So we've been best friends since 2009. We went to Spain together. Um, Kelsey has just played a huge role in my life, but before I like start crying or gushing (laughs) or something, Kelsey, just take a second and, and tell us who you are and what you do. And I'm putting all of my friends on the spot this season. Tell us a fun fact. Okay. So who I am while I'm Kelsey and I am a wife and a mother to a one-year-old. He just turned one on September 4th. And then I also work for a church. I do college ministry, so I work with college students. I've basically done that for six years, although two of those years I also worked for the head pastor. So um, now I've been the assistant director for the Annex, um, which you talk about as well in the Lipstick Gospel. So yeah. Yeah. It's so fun. I love that Kelsey works at the Annex because it gives me just excuses to go back and visit. And I got to speak there like maybe a year ago, mm-hmm. um, which was just so special. And it's it's so fun that you are getting to invest in college students who are exactly where I was and where you were. Um, we won't tell how many years ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, mostly because I just can't count that fast. <laughs> um, but um, so, Kelsey, okay, before we, before we get into anything else, what's your fun fact? Oh, yeah, my fun fact. Okay, so my best party trick is that I know how to snort a noodle up my nose and out my mouth and basically squeegee my nose, and it's really disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen you do this, and I I actually didn't. I think it would totally gross you out, so just be happy I haven't shown it to you. I haven't done it in quite a few years. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad I know this, and I may really ask you to do that tonight. I know, I fear that. Yes. (laughs) Guys, I'll keep you updated on whether or not I've seen this because I I, I don't have proof yet, but we'll see if I can get some. So I'm so excited to have Kelsey here. Um, What we're going to be talking about today is um, something that I know we all have questions about. Um, I I hear this question from so many of the women in our community. I feel like it's something we talk about all the time over coffee, you know, um, something that I know you get asked about a lot from from the awesome, you know, women and guys um, in your college ministry. Um, And so the question is, how do we get closer to God? 
Um, and it's this kind of like big intangible question. And I think that there are lots of ideas going around, like lots of lists and rules and things we think we're supposed to be doing and things that feel really confusing and things that we think we're supposed to be doing, but don't really make us feel more connected to God. And the whole Mm. thing just feels really confusing. Um, and so I just wanted to, to kind of talk with, with you about that today, Kels, um, especially because one, I mean, you're like one of the people I talk to the very most about my relationship with God. And, and we talk together about like, how are things going these days? How are you connecting with him? Like, um, what have you, what have you been learning these days? Yeah. Um, but also you were the person to really walk me through this at the very beginning. Um, you were there, um, when I became a Christian, which is so crazy and awesome. Um, but I mean, I had a thousand questions both before that moment and after yeah. to be like, okay, so what does this look like? Like, what does this look like, like on a daily basis and how do I get to know God? Totally. Um, and so I think the first thing, you know, you and I've talked about this a bunch and I know that you have some thoughts on not like, I mean, we'll get to what to do. You know, we, we don't have like the perfect formula, which you'll talk about that in a second, but, um, because it isn't a perfect formula, but before we get to that, talk about that a little bit, like what not to do. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the first thing that I like to talk about with anyone that's coming to me and, you know, I think you kind of talked about this, but it doesn't even matter if it's you're a new Christian or you've been a Christian for 30 years. I just feel like everyone sometimes hits a point or even when they're just starting out and they're like, how do I start this? Like, I just like, don't really know where to go. Or maybe I, I'm not connecting with God in the way I used to by doing these certain things. And so I think the first thing that I want to talk about is just take how to take the pressure off. And I think it's really important that we just give ourselves the freedom to understand that this is a relationship and not a scorecard. And I think with, with, I just our relationship with God. I think a lot of times what happens is because God isn't sitting here like you and I right now in the flesh drinking coffee and talking about things. I think it's hard for us not to envision it as like a scorecard type relationship. So I think a lot of times how I see it is, you know, we have this list of, did I go to church and did I have, you know, this quiet time and read my Bible and journal and pray Um, you know, did I do these X things and get a 10 out of 10 on my scorecard? And I think the way instead that we should be looking at it is any kind of relationship, intimate relationship we have, you know, with like, say a parent or a boyfriend or, you know, whoever that is, like somebody, your best friend. I like to think of it more like that because that is what it is. It is a relationship. And so instead of counting all these things and thinking that God hopefully sees us good in his eyes, um, instead, we're just trying to connect. And so you know, instead it's like, how do I get to know God? How do I, how do I get to know a friend? Well, I talk to them. I spend time with them. I, you know, with, with my husband, I go on a date with him. We connect, you know, verbally, but also, you know, maybe we like go for a walk or we do kind things for each other, or we let each other in on what's going on in our lives. And so, we can talk more about that, but that's kind of how I like to think of it. I like to think of it more, I mean, cause it is a relationship and the less I think we can think of it as a scorecard and the more a relationship, I think the more intimate and easier it's going to be to connect with God. 
I, I completely agree. I think that because God isn't sitting with us the same way that you and I are, um, it's really, he feels so intangible that we try to make him tangible by saying, great, he will one, approve of me and two, I'll feel close to him. Um, or I'll be doing the right thing if I read my Bible for 10 minutes. And if I journal for this long, and if I pray for this long, and if I don't skip a day and, um, you know, if I make sure I'm at church every week or whatever, Exactly. but that's, you're right. We don't connect with anybody else that way. We don't say like, and, and, you know, I think sometimes we're even tempted to in other relationships. I know every once in a while I'm like, well, I like made dinner for Carl three times. So that means I'm a perfect wife. Right. <laughs> but even he'll say stuff like that is so not what it's about. Like, yeah. I just, I want to spend time with you. I want to be in a relationship with you. Like the things you do for me are not, I mean, it's, it's nice when someone makes you dinner or someone does something nice for you, but that's not, that's not what connects us. That's not totally. like, what makes us close. Yeah. So I really like that, like taking the pressure off and, and not making it such a formula, um, making it more of a relationship. And so I think that that allows us to get a little bit more creative in, in, okay, so if it is a relationship and I'm not trying to have him approve of me or do all the right things or be the perfect Christian, which is like not even a thing, um, you know, it, it allows us to be a little bit more creative. Okay. So how do I actually spend time with him? And, and so I know that when I first became a Christian, one of the first things I was taught was how to do something called quiet times. Um, which I think that even that we can kind of get into the, like the checky boxy kind of totally. Um, like, rhythm. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I know that you have some thoughts on like, before we even get into what it looks like to spend time with God on a daily basis, because really that's what a quiet time is. Um, but I know you have some thoughts on like the, even the term quiet time, right? Yeah, totally. So I just think a lot of times, especially for those of us that have been in the church for a while, we get really attuned to these specific words that sound really normal to us, but say to a new believer or someone who's not in the church or hasn't been in the church for a long time. I mean, I, I think you and I even talked about what a quiet time was, you know, when we were sitting abroad and you were like, what does that even mean? And I think, you know, I just like to demystify those terms because I think it just becomes so much easier for us to think of connecting with God when we don't pair them with these terms that feel scorecard-ish. Mm -hmm. I don't, whatever we want to, however we want to like phrase that. But so I like, you know, I think when we think of quiet time, it's not necessarily sitting down with your Bible and a journal for X number of minutes because somehow we think that God only works in like round numbers, like <laughs> 30 or something. I don't know. But I think it's quiet time is any portion of time that we get to spend connecting with God. And again, going back to the relationships, I like to think of it both in quantity and quality. If I am going to like stay married to my husband, we're going to have both quantity time and quality time. Mm -hmm. It can't just be one or the other. I think if we have quantity and it's never quality, I mean, it will just never go deep. We'll never connect and our relationship will really just separate. If we have quality, but we only have, you know, five minutes, minutes of it a week, that's really not enough quantity, you know? So even though it's really quality, we're always going to be starving for more of it. So it's kind of the same recipe of disaster either way. So mm -hmm. you need, you know, and there's not a perfect proportion, but I think what happens is, is when we start to pursue Jesus and start spending time with him and, you know, reading the Bible, praying, getting into nature, doing all these different things that we can do, that's when we start developing our relationship. And then it just keeps kind of going from there. And so it's not as, you know, yeah, there's not, I think it would honestly kind of be nice in a way to have a perfect formula because then you can quantify and see how good you're doing. But at the same time, no relationship is like that. No relationship is perfectly formulated. 
And like, I feel like good relationships aren't that way. Like that's so, that's so like Stepford, you know, like, okay, like I have now performed like, I am uh, the perfect Christian now. Yeah. Like, yikes. It's so (laughs) weird. Um, but I, the quality and quantity time I think is really, really good. Um, because you know, I think sometimes when I'm showing up to spend time with God, I'm like not in really a place to do it. You know, like I'm distracted, I'm all over the place. And, um, and sometimes that's like not good quality time. It's like total time, but it's not good quality time. But I think that there's still something really beneficial to just showing up. Totally. Um, I actually, it's, I love that we're at your house right now because I have this really specific memory. Um, I don't remember, you know, maybe it was like a couple Christmases ago or something, but I was here um, and Michelle, our other best friend who you guys have gotten to meet and you know about because of Lipstick Gospel. Um, But so I think Michelle and I were coming over and I think the three of us had been texting a lot about how we were feeling far from God lately. Mm -hmm. But I think all three of us independently started really pursuing call him whatever you want to call him. And really, like, you can come up with your own name. Um, but I'm just going to call him Quiet Times just That's for easy, totally. whatever. But I think that we had all three decided to start really being better about our quiet times. Um, and it was funny because I remember you were, like, making dinner. And so you're standing at the stove and we walk in. And I think all three of us sort of simultaneously said, I feel so much closer to God these days. And we are like... I think we've all been spending more time with him. Totally. And really, I think that that's the thing. If you wanted to get closer to Tyler, if I want to get closer to Carl, we want to get closer to each other. We have to talk. And even you and I, like you and I talk on the phone a lot. Um, Sometimes we talk about nothing. Sometimes (laughs) we talk about the deepest things, but both are really important. Yeah. Um, And so, so I think that there's like, there's, there's benefit to to showing up and showing up when you kind of don't feel like it and showing up when you do feel like it, because just like any other relationship, um, showing up and spending time with someone is, is how you get closer to them. Yeah. And I think with the showing up thing, sometimes showing up won't always look the exact same way. So for me, kind of what you were saying is earlier is just how, you know, I, you know, the whole like idea of quiet time is like sometimes hard for me to understand, but I haven't always connected well with God journaling. And that is something that I saw so many of my friends do and be successful with, with connecting with God and even kind of listening to God, that they would talk to God and then journal kind of what they felt like God was laying on their heart. And that's awesome. And I hope that like for some of you readers out there that that works for you, like do that for like, you know, if that works for you. But like for me, it didn't. And so I felt like a bad Christian. I felt like I couldn't connect with God um, until I heard of this thing called spiritual pathways. And you can look it up. It's a really cool way of basically seeing like some ways that you can connect with God, maybe your best ways. And it's not like one. So it's also, again, not a formula. It's not like if you do this one exact thing, you'll always connect with God. But something that I learned for me is that getting out into nature is a way that I connect with God. And I think what's so amazing is that if I just even go on a walk in my neighborhood, not even, I don't even have to be like in the mountains. Like I can just go outside and I instantly feel more connected with God. Um, and I've shared with you before, but Spain was so impactful for me as well. Um, in my faith, because that was actually where I really feel like I learned how to pray. Um, so it was really cool because I lived really far. So, Steph and I, we lived on like exact opposite sides of Sevilla. So I lived in this cute little town called Triana and she lived in like central, central Sevilla. And when I would walk to school, I had like a 30 minute walk and 
because we were so poor, I decided <laughs> not to ride the bus. <laughs> it was purely a money decision. You know what? I don't know if it's that we were poor or that we were reallocating our money elsewhere. Yeah, like that's that food. Was, yes, exactly. That's Experiences. What I was that was either travel money or like. Kelsey and I have this really, I think maybe this is how we became best friends is because we would drink red wine because they have amazing red wine there, obviously. And eat and also olives. And eat olives, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and Carl hates olives. Does Tyler like Tyler olives? hates olives. Okay, so that's it's like the we, one thing he hates and I don't understand. Same with Carl. Like, it might not work out. You know, <laughs> with yeah, jury is still out on that. Yeah, one. yeah, it's, yeah. This may <laughs> at not least be. we have each other. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so so you wouldn't take you wouldn't take the bus because all of me, I was poor, obviously, yes. and <laughs> reallocation of money. Yes, dinero. Um. So basically, I would just walk to school. So it was a thirty minute walk, which is like a full thirty minutes, and I was like hustling. So I would walk, and I would just either put in worship music or sometimes I just wouldn't even do that. And I would walk and maybe some people knew what I was saying, but I probably looked slightly crazy because I would just talk to God. And it was the cool experience because it wasn't even always that I, I wasn't even necessarily always the one talking. I did feel sometimes like God was placing things on my heart and not, you know, in this booming thunder voice necessarily, but I definitely felt like there was a back and forth conversation. And sometimes I would listen to worship music and I'd feel like God would say things to me through the music I would listen to. And I would just pray sometimes out loud, a lot of times out loud. And it was just such a cool experience that I just got to be outside walking and talking to God. And I still even do that with some of my best friends. Like you and I, a lot of times call each other and go on walks because Mm -hmm. the act of just being outside and being in nature allows you to connect with things in your heart that you can't really access otherwise, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, I, I absolutely love that. And I, and I love that you said that it can be, it can be done in a lot of different ways because I know for me, when I first learned how to have a quiet time at first, so I remember it really specifically. And I think I talk about this in Lipstick Gospel, but, um, so I was in Costa Rica on my first mission trip and I became a Christian in Spain, but I feel like I didn't really fully grasp it until I was on this mission trip in Costa Rica, which by the way, uh, for anyone who thinks I'm like extra holy for signing up for a mission trip, I for sure signed up for that mission trip because I thought, I like the beach. I like traveling. And no one told me that that's not what you do on a mission trip. We went, we went to, I think Michelle duped me is really what uh, happened. Um, so, you know, we went to the beach one day and the rest of the time we poured concrete. So it was not yep. quite the relaxing situation. Sounds I, about right. Yeah, it was not what I thought it was, but it was so much better. And um, I remember the very first day they were like, okay, we have this hour of, of real quiet time, time where we're not, no one's on their phones, no one's talking to each other, where you're just sitting with God and spending time with him. And I remember like they said, you know, you can read your Bible, you can journal. Like those were a couple suggestions. They had a little devotional packet that they gave us. And, um, I remember looking over at Michelle and hissing at her and going like, what do I do? And I think she said, she goes, uh, open Matthew. And so I like look in the index and try to find the book of Matthew, like find it, read a couple <laughs> sentences. I'm like, I don't understand what this says. Close it and then journal for a while. Cause journaling is totally something that's worked for me my whole life. Yeah. Um, it's something I did long before I became a Christian and it's totally a way I still connect with God. But, um, so, so all that to say, I totally did not know what a quiet time was, but when they introduced it, I really quickly, like even on that trip fell in love with the idea because it's, it's a really beautiful thing to spend whether you do it in the morning or at night, which again, like you can do this whenever. Totally. Um, 
whatever works for you, but just spending some time being quiet. Like we never do that in life. Um, and having that good quality time with God in mass quantities, like showing up even when we kind of feel like regularly. Yeah. Yeah. Like daily check-ins, just calling to say hi. Like sometimes you talk about nail polish and sometimes you talk about the deep things, you know? Um, (laughs) <laughs> what were you gonna say? No. <laughs> oh, Kelsey raised her hands like uh, I talked about no polish. <laughs> um, but but I think that I, I really liked that concept. It felt very um, foreign, but I really liked it. But even even that, like, it took me a really long time to figure out kind of how to read my Bible in that context and 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 um, how to journal and and talk to God in my journal and um, and and even so, even though those things are things that have like especially at first like really connected me to God and made me feel like I was getting to know him better and talking to him and feeling like feeling like he was close that still doesn't always work for me either like you're totally right I taking walks is such a sacred thing for me and sometimes I'm listening to podcasts sometimes I'm listening to worship music sometimes I'm listening to nothing and I'm just being quiet um as often as I can I love praying out loud like I pray out loud in my car all the time, just because I totally get lost in my head. Um, I've gotten emails before that are like, how do you pray in your head? Because I just kind of get distracted. I'm like, I don't pray in my head because I cannot yeah, I do it. Yeah, I don't either a lot of times. Sometimes I can if it's a couple of minutes, but yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah, like speaking out loud or, or journaling. And so so um, going back, Kels, if we want to get closer to God, and it's a relationship, it's not a check boxes uh, or a, a checklist of all the things you need to do to be a quote-unquote good Christian. It's just, hey, like, I want God to be my best friend. I want God to be, I want to be in a relationship. I want to know him better. I want to have him know me. Um, like, can we talk about some of the different like aspects of what you can do in this time? So like, first of all, when, how often, like, what do you think about those things? Yeah. So when knowing, knowing that it's not a formula, but just like totally, just totally. Exactly. Um, I think, yeah, before I even say that, I think one thing that I keep coming back to is like, I just keep thinking of that whole formula thing. And I think, you know, you and I were really good friends and we connect, you know, let's, you know, let's say we like regularly talk once a week or twice a week, but sometimes you get busy. I get busy. Maybe God is not the same as us. Obviously, like he doesn't just get busy. But the thing is, is I, it's okay if there's a moment or let's say a season that you're not connecting with God every single day. Mm -hmm. So before I even go into like what you could do, what could work, just know that like, if you're currently in a season where you haven't connected with God in a long time, that's okay. You're okay. Like you're going to get to reconnect with him and he's not sitting on the other line, like tapping his foot, waiting for the call. Like, I can't believe she hasn't called, you know? So he's, I feel like he's the kind of best friend like us, you know, like I feel like, like over the summer when you pick right back up, you pick right back up. Like we didn't talk for probably maybe a month. I think we played totally. phone tag for a month when, when Carl and I, you know, were between our houses and we were traveling and like you were gone right the second I got back. And so you and I didn't talk for probably a month, which is pretty long for us. Yeah. Or like more than like three minutes on the phone. Like, hi, I miss you. Okay. Bye. Yeah. Okay. I'll try to call you later. Oh, didn't work. Well, um, and I felt actually very similarly with God right after I had Bodhi. All, my whole life changed. And I think, especially in big transitions, like going to college or graduating college or getting your first job or moving to a different state, like we lose touch with our friends and our family and that's okay for a season, you know, to take the pressure off of being like, it's okay. Like 
you can be friends again. Like you can call God again. He'll <laughs> pick up your phone call. He's not mad at you. Yes. So I was just thinking about that. I'm but so glad you said that. I feel like when Carl and I got married, it was marriage was a much bigger transition than I even imagined. Like not in a, even, I mean, our whole lives changed all at the same time totally. that we got married, but, um, it, I don't know. So it, it threw off my schedule more than I thought that it would. Totally. Um, because all of a sudden there was a new person in my life and I was used to waking up at this time and having this time where I was by myself and all this stuff. It just, I don't know, it just threw kind of a wrench in things in a way I didn't, I didn't expect. And so it was probably a good eight months before I was back actually in a habit. Like I was talking to God kind of more on the fly, but it was like, yeah, we were kind of catching each other briefly in between work meetings or something totally. like that. You know, I it was... It was a, about probably eight months before I felt like I was kind of in a rhythm where I was consistently connecting with him again. And totally. so I'm really glad, I'm really glad that you said yeah, that. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. But yeah, so I think when I think about connecting with God, I definitely think of quiet time in the sense of reading your Bible, getting into scripture and journaling. I think those things are amazing. And I do go back to those, even though I don't always connect with God in that way, I do sometimes. So I definitely go back to those. And I absolutely think reading scripture is always important. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, regardless of how you are with journaling, I don't think journaling specifically matters, but I do think reading scripture matters always. I feel, um, like, I feel like the go-tos are prayer and, and reading scripture. So, yeah. so and I, however yeah. you pray, if you can pray... If you're out loud, if you're walking, exactly. Yeah. And I think that, um, I think I got an email recently. I'm trying to remember. Um, someone asked like, do you think that God can still hear you if you're journaling or if you're doing it in your head or if you're saying it out loud or something and God, God is like an equal opportunity listener. You know, I (laughs) really, I mean the whole time I was on the world race, I typed my prayers on my computer and I know our best friend, Michelle, I think she still does it. She types them because she just thinks so much faster that way. I just couldn't carry enough journals in my backpack. Yeah. Um, and so I typed my prayers for a whole year. Yeah. Um, I don't do that anymore because I need some time away from my computer in the morning. Well, and you probably know this about me, but I'm such a list writer that a lot of times I'll write out a list of prayers and then I'll go through the list. Yeah. Which is like a really, (laughs) I'm very task oriented. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you would pray that way too. I know. So it's like, cause I like to pray out loud. So it's like, but if I have, I won't get as sidetracked if I have a list. I know it's like so me. Okay. No, on that, I want to, I feel like we're kind of all over the place, but I am so, I don't even care. Um, on that subject, because I want to make sure I say it, um, I mentioned this in a different episode, but I've been reading um, The Circle Maker recently. Oh, I've never heard of it. Um, okay, so a couple of girlfriends had suggested it to me. It's all about prayer and praying big, bold, faith-filled prayers. Mm-hmm. Um, and enough girlfriends, like, recommended it to me that I was like, okay, okay. I hear you. And I also felt God kind of um, stirring in me a little bit, just like, Stephanie, you don't really pray as much as I want you to, or yeah. you don't pray, um, as big as you could or mm-hmm. like, cause I, th- I feel like, especially in busy seasons, a lot of my prayers are like, Hey God, please help me get through this day. Okay. Bye. Let's get to work. Yeah. Um, when I think that God's like, okay, I can help you through this day and I'm going to, but also like anything else, <laughs> you there's, know, there's like, more to me there's than so much more just than helping that. you through this like stressful day. Yeah. Like let's, yeah. let's dream a little bit bigger kiddo. Um, and so that's what the book is all about. But he, um, talks about like writing out your prayers and mm-hmm. having kind of a list, but coming back to them. Like sometimes I'm like a drive by prayer. I'm like, Oh, pray for that. Pray for that. And I never go back to look to see if it was the answer. Yeah. Or like, I don't really like consistently pray about things. And so that's something I've been doing. I'm not even through the book yet. So I hope the end's good because I'm like (laughs) recommending it to everybody. But, um, but I made a list of things that I'm really praying for and I've prayed it every day except for today. I'm going to do that after this. Um, (laughs) I just realized I've prayed it every day for like maybe three weeks and it's been really cool. It's, it's, a list in my journal that I made that I can, and I'm praying it out loud 
but I have a list of it and I, I'm going to be writing next to it yeah. when God answers the Well, and that's the beauty of journaling too. It's because you can go back to it mm-hmm. and you can see it. So I do think it is good, you know, to do that, to go back to some things that you can do. Something that has actually been blowing my mind is actually meditating. And mm-hmm. that's really different and random and maybe in some Christian circles kind of like, what is meditation? But there's this really cool podcast by The Liturgist, if you look them up on Spotify, and it's just, they have one song, Vapor, which is one of my favorite worship songs, and then they have, they talk about meditation and one other thing I can't remember right now, but they walk you through how to meditate and how to like breathe, and I, so I actually did this because of this podcast, I did this right after I had Bodhi because I was just struggling with a lot of different things, I think. A, hormones, B, like major transition, C, getting no sleep, and your body just becomes this like, you know, milk factory for your child. <laughs> and sorry, everyone. <laughs> I'm an open book. But anyway, a lot of the women are like, yeah, amen. Yeah, and everyone seriously. Else is like, that's what Ew, I hear. <laughs> But yeah, anyways, um, because that transition was so hard that a lot of times I would just breathe, I would say like in patience, out kindness. And I would mm. just I would really, I would just be meditating like on Jesus. I would just be thinking about who Jesus is and really just breathing in patience. So I would like say it in my head, you know, and breathe in patience. And then I'd breathe out kindness. And I felt like just a better person if I started my day like that. Like, I feel like I was always kinder and more patient with everyone. And I haven't had to, I haven't had the need as much now that Bodhi sleeps through the night, (laughs) but it's, I feel like even just like meditating, you know, that can be a way. And for some, some of you that might work really well. Again, like walking, I think walking and getting out into nature can be really helpful. Um, and again, that's like a quiet space. It's a quiet time. You know, you're, you're still quiet with the Lord. You're not listening necessarily to anything except like what the, what, like what the Lord created for us. Mm -hmm. And so I think those are definitely some ways. I'm sure you have some other ways too, that you're thinking of that you connect with God. Something you may not know about me is that I'm fairly particular when it comes to fragrances, especially the ones I have in my home. Don't get me wrong, I love lighting candles, but a lot of the ones I've found in stores have overpowering scents and use chemicals that end up giving me a headache. Plus, I learned that the candle industry contributes to a large amount of carbon emissions and toxicity in our air. That's why I've recently made the switch to Notes Candles which also happens to be today's Girls' Night sponsor. I love Notes because their scents are high quality but don't smell overly sweet or chemically. But what's even more amazing is that they are on a mission to help eliminate single-use candle vessels with their more earth-friendly option. Did you know that there are almost 2 billion candles sold each year and almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next 1 million years? Talk about wasteful. But thankfully, Notes does things differently with their refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessels again and again and again. I love this because it's way more sustainable than buying a new candle jar every time you go to the store, and you don't have to feel guilty about throwing your old candle jars in the trash. Plus, it's so easy to do and actually really fun. You just place the wick they provide you in your reusable Notes jar, fill it up with their wax beads, light your candle, and enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours. Once you're ready for a new candle, you just repeat the same steps. 
They have 13 incredible fragrances to choose from, which are all handcrafted by fragrance experts at Notes Home Base in South Carolina. I am obsessed with their vanilla and pepperwood scent. It's cozy and warm and perfect for a movie night with your friends. But they also have other amazing fragrances like citrus and fresh basil, pistachio and rose water, and bamboo and water lily. I cannot wait to try one for every new season. Be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality home fragrance by making the switch to Notes. Make the switch and build a starter kit. Right now, Notes is giving listeners 15% off and free shipping when you buy a Notes starter kit using code GIRLSNIGHT at notescandle.com slash girlsnight. Just use code GIRLSNIGHT when placing your order. That's code GIRLSNIGHT at notescandle.com slash girlsnight. In the last few years, I've prioritized purchasing food products with higher quality ingredients for my family and myself. Products that have more of the real stuff and less of the fake stuff. And it's been so much easier to make that happen since I found Thrive Market. Thrive Market is my new go-to for buying groceries and household items like vitamins and personal care products. The best part is I can order everything online from my sofa and it's quickly shipped right to my doorstep, saving me so much time. If this is your first time hearing about them, Thrive Market only carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They actually restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, making it so much easier to maintain a healthier lifestyle. You can even use their on-site filters to fit your lifestyle needs. For example, you can look for low sugar alternatives, gluten-free items, or organic kid snacks. They have Annie's, Once Upon a Farm, and Dave's Organic Bread, all staples in our weekly grocery trip. But they also have brands and products I've never heard of, which is awesome because I'm always looking for healthy and delicious things to feed the girls and myself. Thrive Market is not only a one-stop shop for basically everything on my grocery list, but it gave me tons of ideas for products I didn't even know about. And by becoming a Thrive Market member, I save money on all of my grocery orders. Along with saving money, you're also helping a family in need with Thrive Market's one-for-one membership matching program. So if you join, they give. Friends, I seriously look forward to my Thrive Market box every time. They have an incredible product selection with brands that are better for you and for the planet. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash girlsnight for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash girlsnight. Thrivemarket.com slash girlsnight. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Does anyone else feel like they could use more time in the day? There are things you want to accomplish, places you want to go, people you want to connect with, but it feels like you're always falling behind. Something I'm learning recently, well, always, is that none of us can do it all. We all have to figure out what's most important to us, but doing that alone can feel scary and overwhelming. Well, friends, this is one reason why I've come to love therapy. Now tell me if any of this sounds familiar. 
You're going through something really hard right now, a big loss or a gigantic life transition. You frequently feel anxious, depressed, overwhelmed, or just generally discouraged. You really, really, really want your life circumstances to change, but you don't know how to actually change them. Or you're feeling stuck as you try to work through your past, navigate your present, or figure out your future. Friend, if you can relate to any of this, you're not alone. I've been there and therapy has been the thing that has helped me more than anything else with all of this. In the last 10 years or so, I've learned that strength isn't proving I can do it on my own. It's knowing I don't have to. I'm at my strongest when I have a full support system around me and an essential part of my support system is therapy. Therapy can be absolutely life-changing, that is, if you can afford it and find a therapist you like and trust. But of course, that's easier said than done. And that's why I'm so excited to be partnering with this week's podcast sponsor. Our sponsor for today's episode is BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the easiest and most affordable way I've ever found to find a great therapist. It's entirely online and super easy to sign up. You can get started right away. And if you don't love the therapist you're paired with, switching is easy and it's free. If you're going through something hard in your relationships, or if you're in a funk you just can't shake, if you've been feeling anxious or depressed lately, or if you're looking to sort through your priorities this year, BetterHelp is an incredible resource for you. And I'm so thankful that they've given me a promo code that I can share with you to make it even easier to get started. Learn to make time for what's most important with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash friendship today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash friendship. Gosh, again, walking is so big for me. It's yeah. walking is super meditative for me. Like the repetitiveness of it. And I mean, it's, um, so we're at your house right now and we're really near, um, the place that I lived when I was an intern at the annex the year after I graduated from college. Um, and there was a loop around their neighborhood that was like totally not a gorgeous pathway or like anything <laughs> like amazing. A babbling brook. It was, there was no babbling brook. Um, <laughs> but it was just seriously just a circle around their neighborhood. And I must've walked it a million times times. Um, when Carl and I first moved to Nashville, I didn't know the city very well. And it like, I don't know, I feel like I'm a slow learner when it comes to moving someplace new. Um, and so instead of trying to find like a greenway or something like that, I would walk circles around our apartment complex. And I just, I mean, I remember times where I felt really peaceful and where I just felt like I was just kind of hanging out with God. I remember times where I was praying big prayers. I remember times when I was like power walking, crying prayers Mm -hmm. because I just needed him so badly in those moments. Um, and so like walking is really big. And I remember, um, I feel like I have had kind of a minimal amount of like um, guilt or shoulds when it comes to quiet time because I feel like right at the beginning, um, right when I was becoming a Christian, something Michelle said to me was she was telling me about her friends and the different ways that they connect with God. And so I should like go thank her friends (laughs) because (laughs) they really helped me. Um, But she said that, you know, certain, certain friends hiking is their thing. And so they make sure to really like get out in nature. Or, um, I have a lot of friends who are, are big painters, um, and who like, you know, listen to worship music and and do watercolor painting or musicians like actually playing worship music. Um, I learned how to play the guitar briefly when I was on the world race. Can't really do it quite so well anymore. Um, but that was huge for me. Like I would wake up and I would kind of try to find a spot by myself and I would just like play the guitar for a little while. Um, which is kind of hilarious to think of now because I'm just, I feel like I'm not a very good musician. Um, you have a pretty voice. Yeah. Thanks Kels. Um, maybe I'll sing for y'all someday. Um, I'm not going to. Um, 
so, so going back, we said prayer and scripture, that those are really important things. And so however you pray out loud in your head, like somewhere in between, that's totally fine. Um, and, and just getting some time away where you can be quiet and where you can breathe and where you can just disconnect a little bit and reconnect to God. Um, I feel like it's sort of like a daily vacation, you know, like totally. you go on vacation and you come back and you feel rejuvenated. You feel kind of like everything's been put into perspective. You feel more filled up. I feel like that's what a quiet time is. So if you like, whatever you call it, you know, it's, it's a space to kind of get away and, um, and, and connect with God. So one of the things we said, we said prayer and we said scripture, scripture and reading the Bible, giant thing, really hard, very confusing. Three sentences of Matthew, shut the the book. (laughs) Shut the Bible. What What do I do? (laughs) Yeah. So can you like, as like, really uh, someone who teaches other people to do this all the time, Kels, um, where, where do we either start or start again? Like if we're kind of like, oh, this hasn't been going super well, where do we either start if we're starting from scratch or how do we kind of start again with totally reading scripture on a regular basis? Well, I love reading scripture. I love when I am in a moment that scripture appears in my head and I'm thinking, you know, maybe I'm talking to a student or walking through something with someone or I'm walking through something myself or talking to Tyler, whatever. If I'm and something just like comes up in my mind, it makes me feel like so grateful that God gave us scripture, that he gave us something that is his word and divinely inspired. And, you know, I just I love it because even though sometimes I wish it would just be perfectly written for me in this exact moment, you know, you know, when you're like, like asking God for a very specific answer, and you're like, break up with your boyfriend. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, John 10, 10, break up with your boyfriend. You know, he's like not Kelsey. very nice. Okay. <laughs> he's not very nice. Exactly. Uh, it just made me mad. And it's like, <laughs> exactly. And it's like, so I think we like sometimes hope scripture is that, and it isn't always that, but as you like dive into it, there are so many moments that it'll come back to you and you'll be like, Oh, like, that's like what God meant by like wisdom. Like maybe like he's just teaching me how to be a wise person, not necessarily making all my decisions for me. Mm -hmm. So anyways, I love scripture. And I think typically the place I tell people to start and where we have our freshmen start in the annex is the gospels. Mm -hmm. Jesus, Jesus's life. I think, you know, if Jesus is our savior, then we should probably read about him first. So, um, Yeah, so we always start with Jesus, and I think something that's really cool is the four Gospels, so Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, is they are all different biographies of Jesus, and I love that it's four people's different perspective of Jesus's life here on earth, that you're not getting the exact same perspective, and so, for example, you're going to read, I think... Luke is, was a doctor, I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. And so he was like, his is very, like the way you read his is so different than you read like John's, for example, that's a lot prettier. Mm -hmm. And so like Luke was like into details. Yeah, totally. And Mark is the opposite. He's very brief. Mm -hmm. Everything is like to the point, like, and it's funny because I think sometimes you read it and you're like, oh, like Jesus said this here, but he didn't say it here. And it's like, no, like who Jesus was to Luke was so different than who Jesus was to like Matthew, Mark, and John. Mm -hmm. And I love that because you're, I mean, just the same way that you connect with Jesus, I don't necessarily connect in that way, but that's so beautiful because we get to learn and gain from each other. So I think, 
you know, sometimes when you look at scripture, you're looking at it with a critical eye, but instead it's like these four people got to see and know Jesus very specifically from their own vantage point. And I love that getting to know who Jesus was through four different people's eyes. Through people who loved him. Totally. I was just thinking if you were to ask, um, if, if someone were to ask you, Michelle, and Carl, who I am. Exactly, like you to write our tell, biographies of you. Yeah, you totally. guys would tell totally different stories. And it would be, like, hearing about someone through the eyes of, of people who love them is really, really cool. And 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 the ways that different people see different things. Like, you guys would highlight different things, you know? And exactly. I, yes, I love that. Exactly. And so, yeah, if especially if you are starting very new or just starting again and you feel really lost, always start with Jesus. That's That's what I say. The other thing that I would say is don't be scared of the Old Testament. So something that we just did recently for our sophomores, it'll be eventually for our sophomores. We're redoing curriculum at the Annex. It's a really daunting task. (laughs) You got to hear me talk about it all summer because it was really hard. But basically, what does the Old Testament have anything to do with Jesus? Why did we need a savior? Why does any of that matter? You know, I like I love those questions and I love thinking through those things. Why do we still read the Bible, you know, over 2000 years after, you know, Jesus lived? So basically what we did with this curriculum was just walking step by step through what we like to, you know, our little lingo is like the narrative of scripture or the arc of scripture, you know, starting with Genesis and ending with Revelation, like what is the story of scripture? And so there are some really amazing resources. There are literally, I can think of like three books off the top of my head right now. Um, Seamless is one of them by Angie Smith. And it's amazing. I know you've done it mm-hmm. as well. It's amazing. And it just demystifies so much of what scripture is. And so if you guys are, if you guys are, um, I'm, I'm, I have like one more week of it. It's been a very busy summer. Totally. <laughs> going through it very slowly. Um, so if you do that, totally fine. Like it's totally fine if it takes you forever to get through something. Um, but I, Angie Smith's Seamless is amazing. It's a Bible study. Um, I haven't been doing it with the videos. I've just been going through the book and it's been totally fine. Um, but she's funny and relatable. And somehow the superhuman woman that she is, she managed to cram the entire Bible into one Bible study that isn't a, a thousand years long. And she yeah. has, like, she really does explain. And it's fun. It's fun. And she explains like, how this relates to this and who the heck are these guys and why do they matter? And and she like, helps you note things of like, take a note of who this person is. He's going to show up again later. Yeah. It's Which a- I like. It makes, it makes scripture go from this, like what sometimes feels like it's only genealogy, even though it isn't. And you're like, who are these people? Why does this matter? Mm-hmm. What does this mean? Why is this kingdom important? All of that to like, oh, this is like, why Jesus came Mm -hmm. because none of this was working. Mm -hmm. Like the way we were doing things wasn't working. We weren't connecting with God. We were not getting more close with God. We were getting only further. And it's so, yeah, I just love how it just makes you fall in love with scripture. And I think that that it just demystifies and makes it so much more approachable. And I love that. Seamless is one of them. Um, the story of God, the story of us is another one. I can't remember the author, but I read it this summer and I'll it look just, it up, or we can find it later and I'll make sure to put it in the show notes. Cool. But yeah, so there was that. And then, um, a walk through the Bible was another one that I read this summer, but again, I don't remember who the author was. <laughs> so, but yeah, they're just these books that you can find that really help you go through 
what the Bible is. And it's not just this like commentary intense, like knowledgeable book. It's like, how do you fall in love with the entire Bible? Not just the New Testament. Although the New Testament is obviously so important. The the reason why it's so important is because when you get to know the Old Testament and the Old Testament story, you're like, oh, we really needed Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like, we really still need Jesus. I feel like it's like when you hear someone's testimony, if you hear just the part where it's like, and then I met Jesus and everything was great. Like, oh, great. Okay. Well, the reason that we tell the hard part, the part before, or the part where we really hit a rock bottom point or where we made a lot of mistakes is because when we can see how things were before and then God shows up on the scene and we can see how things were after, it really makes the story, like, it helps you see how miraculous... It's the catalyst for the yeah, story. it helps you see how miraculous the second part of it is. Totally. I love that. Um, another resource I love when it comes to actually studying the Bible is Beth Moore. Totally. I love Beth I just stink and love her. Her studies, I mean, they definitely, like, take some time every day, but if you have to do it, like, where you do half a day every day or something, it's totally fine. I did um, an Esther study last summer, and it took me, like, really long time. But I loved it, and and she has this way of of really helping you understand things. And you and instead of feeling like a dummy when you're doing it, which sometimes I feel like a dummy when I'm reading scripture, um, because I'm like, I don't understand why this matters. They help you feel smarter totally. and I just, they, they help you feel empowered and excited about it and, and more knowledgeable and, and the things that you're learning, you, you get to see, oh, this is how this applies to me and to my life, which I think is really cool. Um, one thing when you're talking about falling in love with scripture that I thought of is, um, and I actually tell this story in my devotional, which actually let's talk about devotionals in one second. But, um, so I have a new devotional that I think I've told everybody about, I hope, um, called the Lipstick Gospel Devotional. And one of the essays in it is um, all about how... um, So there's this line in Donald Miller's book, Blue Like Jazz, which I love. And he's talking to a friend about reading the Bible, and she says something Mm. along the lines of... I know exactly where you're going Yes, yes. So she goes... um, She says something like... It's one of his friends, and she says, Don, I used to think that the Bible was a salad book, but it's not. It's a chocolate book. And something about that just switched something in me. Mm. I think we can really be guilty of treating the Bible like it's this have to, that it's this like really boring textbook that you have to read that teaches you nothing. That's like, in yeah, Greek like a text, or something. yeah, a textbook instead of a novel with no pictures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Um, but really it is a novel. And, um, and I think that hearing that like really kind of shifted something for me. And I actually did that. I started like eating chocolate when I would read the Bible. I started like putting on the twinkle lights in my room and putting on great music mm. and, or bringing that's it somewhere I really loved. Like trying to create some different associations with it instead of it feeling like a math test or something like exactly. that, like very scholastic, like yeah. bringing it like to the beach or out on a picnic or to just create some different associations with it. Because mm. the truth is it's a love story. It's a novel. It's, um, one of my girlfriends, um, she got to, we've been friends for about two years. So she's only known me kind of like, she doesn't know my whole history or my whole life story or anything. Well, when we got to know each other, she actually read the lipstick gospel. And I remember her saying, Stephanie, I wish all my friends came with a book because I just like, I love getting to see who you are and I can understand and appreciate so much more about who you are because I know your story. And that's the same. That's true with God too. Like we, we want to get closer to God and we wish like, oh my gosh, can he just come with an instruction manual? Like people say totally. that about babies, like, oh my gosh, can yeah. he just come with an instruction manual? But God does. And it's the Bible. And, um, it's helpful to have people who are really good at kind of demystifying it, help us walk through it. Like there's no shame in that at all. Totally. But really when we, when we read it and start seeing it like a, a love story and like a, um, 
like the novel that it is. And when we start eating chocolate with it, like it really enjoying it, enjoying it. Yeah. Um, it, it changes. So Kelsey, I know one thing we just mentioned was that, um, a devotional is another thing that you can do in your quiet time that really kind of gets things going. Have you like, have you used devotionals? Is that something that's part of your quiet time? I know it has been for me. Yeah. Well, I've really enjoyed your devotional too. And have you I, been reading it? Yeah, totally. Oh, you're the I like that you didn't know that. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, I've, I love devotionals. I think they're definitely one way, especially not only in busy seasons, but especially in, bu- in busy seasons to still connect with God. And I think what I love about them one that I've done is the My Utmost for His Highest. Um, it's like an everyday, and you can use it kind of as a devotional. But I think it expands both your heart and your mind, depending on which one you use and how you use it. But I think they can either do both or one or the other, which I like. I've also done Savor by uh, Shauna Nyquist. Mm-hmm. And, or Nyquist, I don't know how to say her name. <laughs> but I love her. Um, <laughs> but I like I just love how... Especially especially for me, devotionals have been really big during busy seasons. Yeah. I read Saver every day right after I had Bodhi. Mm-hmm. And it was so nice to feel like I could still connect with God and I wasn't, like, expected to do more, I mm-hmm. guess. Like, I felt like I was so at my, like, limit of how much more I could give. And I think just getting to read a devotional and being like... Or especially, too, if you're really intimidated by scripture or intimidated by getting to know God, devotionals are amazing because then you're like, okay, one bite-sized piece of scripture and, like, maybe, like, one or two thoughts about it, and then you get to really think and expand, but you don't feel intimidated or stupid or little because of it. You know, you, like, get to, like, okay, I can, like, I can do one question. Like, I can do, like, two sentences of scripture. Like, I can do that, you know? Yeah, I think it's a perfect entry point either at the very beginning or entry point again. Like, I know that you and I have come to seasons where we're like, I need to kind of start over. Like, I need to get back into this. I feel like it's been a while or I, I don't like the way that this has been going. I want to try something different or, um, you know, I, I just need kind of a, yeah, I just need kind of a fresh, fresh start. And I feel like devotionals are so helpful in that. Um, one thing that's really helpful for me is my brain is usually going a thousand miles an hour <laughs> and it's really hard. Uh, really, it's hard for me to sit down and and jump into a quiet time and, and really connect. I feel like there's this needs to be this like long ramp up time. And it's like the last five minutes I have are actually the quality ones, totally. which is a bummer. And so I really love devotionals for that, for that. Um, I think they help reason. you dive quick. Yeah, they do. They're like, it's something that your, your brain doesn't even have to really be on board yet. You're reading something. It's like the shortest chapter of a book. Totally. And it's, it, it's really, and in, it inspires you to do whatever's going to happen next. And so if you totally. have space to then like jump into scripture and maybe do an actual, like an actual Bible study, or if you're going to journal, or if you're going to go for a walk or something, it just like gets your thought moving, your thoughts moving in that direction, or it helps quiet your heart so you can get to that place. Totally. Yeah. And I think something that actually has been really helpful for me that I also loved of yours, um, the devotional, obviously, but actually last summer, um, a group of even actually our really close friends did your taking it all off study, like the friendship guide. And we loved it. So I think even if you're meeting with like a group of girls, it's helpful sometimes actually to have something that yes, has scripture, obviously like you want scripture, but also isn't as maybe intimidating as maybe starting a Bible study, you know, like just studying like the book of, you know, Matthew exact, for example. Mm -hmm. So I like, I loved doing that and getting to know all these girls even more intimately than I already knew some of them. Although we weren't all like, you know, 100% 
best friends. But I mean, even I was in the, the group with Michelle and I'd known her, you know, for a decade at that point, And mm-hmm. I still felt like I got to know parts of her that I didn't know. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, that's really cool. And I think that, um, thanks for saying that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I completely forgot that, um, I don't know how I forgot that you guys went through it. I was yeah. very jealous every single time you guys yeah. met. I was like, Skype me in. <laughs> um, but I think that, I think that like having a jumping off point is really helpful for, for all, anything. like for anything. And, and actually yeah. that's like, um, th- that small group guide, I think really actually inspired um, the, my prayer journal because totally all the days are like, Hey, here's kind of a thought, talk to God about that. And really that's what, um, that's what the friendship small group guide is too. It's like, Hey, talk to God about this. Um, or um, that's what the friendship small group guide is. That's to talk to your friends about it. But like the prayer yeah. journal is like, Hey, um, talk to God about, talk that. to God about this. Yeah. Just here's a, here's a place to get started because I think that that's sometimes the hardest part. Kelsey's dog's whining. Can you hear him? <laughs> Bobby, <laughs> we're coming. <laughs> um, he wants to come to girls night. Um, <laughs> so Kelsey, two more things I really wanted to talk about. And then I have some like fun podcasty questions for you that I'm excited Perfect. for you to answer. Um, one of them is speaking of the friendship small group guide, um, community. I know that like when we're getting closer to God, I know that like for me, having great Christian friends changed everything for me. Like it really helped me go from like zero to 60, just because I think that when we're doing anything with people, not even just the accountability piece, but like, just like buddies who speak the same language, who are seeking after the same things, that that's huge. I think that changes our faith completely. Have you found that to be true? Yeah, totally. Well, and I, it actually just reminds me of what we talked about earlier with getting to read about Jesus from four different vantage points. I think that's what community does is that we all get to experience who Jesus is through each other. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some people, like I think how you and Michelle and I, even though obviously we're all very different, like I do think we relate to each other on like a soul level that I think, you know, we like get each other and we're very similar people. But one thing that I loved, and this is something that we offer like at the annex is core groups, their Bible studies Mm -hmm. is you get put into groups of people that sometimes are not your best friends. And I actually love that almost more than being in a group with your best friends. Although I think it's very important to also have that, you know, Mm -hmm. but I love getting to learn from people that are very different from me Mm -hmm. and getting to see you know, getting your mind expanded and your heart expanded in ways that you just would have never crossed these people just because you aren't, you know, like soul best friends, but you gain so much more from getting to become friends with them and getting to learn, you know, through their experiences and all of that. I, yeah, I'm like such a huge fan of community and I think, you know, we each go through different seasons and sometimes, so I would say currently, like my season is like myself and a mentor rather than like a big community, just because I do have people that I feel like I have that accountability with. And, you know, I can talk to you and I can talk to Michelle and a couple of our other friends that I feel like I do have that ability. Like I don't have the time to do like a full night of, you know, three hours of diving deep, but I do get to still have that time where someone is feeding in, like feeding me, pouring into me, like we're delving into scripture, talking about it, you know? So sometimes community can look different and it doesn't always have to be a girl's night, but when it is too, that's also amazing. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard having a one year old (laughs) and being a full-time working mom. Yeah. You're a superhero. Um, so yeah, I, I love that. I think that, um, this path of life in general, but like kind of getting closer to God and walking this life of faith, like they both can be tricky and hard at, at points. And, um, 
like, I, I say this all the time, but, like, life is so much better and easier and more fun when we walk through it together. And that is so true about faith as well. And so I, I totally think that, agree. like, start joining a Bible study or a small group or something like that is, if you don't have Christian friends, I think that that's a great way to meet some. And one thing I'll say about that is that it's going to be awkward for maybe the first seven times you go. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it's the like, worst at first. That's what we, that's what we say. We have, we do this big like kickoff dinner and that is the first thing we open with is like, honestly, like the heart stuff doesn't come until you're through the hard stuff. Like it's going to be awkward. Like it just is, you know, and it's, but it's okay. Like, because when everyone's dedicated and you're like pushing through it and you just start opening up to each other and being really vulnerable and honest, it just, over time, it's like, I feel like you almost don't even know how amazing it is until you start looking back on like the past, you know, couple months or like year or whatever. And then you're like, oh my gosh, we're so far along. I love where we're at. You yes. Know? I joined a small group um, when I first moved to Nashville and for the first like six months, I never wanted to go. Like yeah. just truthfully, I never wanted to go because I just, I didn't really know the girls. I felt uncomfortable. I felt nervous. I didn't know like where we were supposed to meet. Like, I mean, just a thousand totally. things that I think all of us go through and all of us feel. And every week Carl would be like, are you going? I think you should go. Steph, are you going? I think you should go. And, um, and it just like, I never, I never wanted to do it. But finally, like I, I kept going and I kept pushing through and, um, and finally, like six months in, something switched and we had built enough rapport and we had connected enough and we had like pushed through the awkwardness enough that finally it was like, oh my gosh, the amazing things are happening and people are opening up in amazing ways and it just like something shifted. And, and I was so glad that I put in those previous like months just because it was so worth, worth it. it. Like it was so worth it. Um, so if you're going to something and you're like, I don't know these girls and I can't remember their names and I feel uncomfortable, like do it. This anyways. is working. <laughs> Go ahead. Keep going. This Keep is going. That's how it is. That's normal. Yes. Um, so Kels, the last thing I wanted to ask, um, just before we, before I get to ask you the fun podcasty questions, I just want to hear, like, I would love for both of us to share just what quiet times look like, um, these days for us, because like we said, they're always different. And so like, how are you connecting with God these days? Yeah, so currently, um, so I always like to read, like, one Christian book, always. Like, that's just, I don't know, I just literally have done that for years, always reading a book. So I always, well, I don't always start my time by reading a book, but that's definitely something I always regularly do. Um, I've currently been really trying to memorize scripture. That's actually been, like, my newest, you know, honestly, actually, just since the beginning of August, so probably about a month that I, like, bought my little Rolodex kind of thing, index cards that are on a little roller thing, and they're colorful, so they have, like, different colors for, like, like, my pink ones are for wisdom, and my, I can't remember, my green is for Jesus. Anyways, I, like, organize them by how I want to remember them, and it helps me memorize them, but I just think so often I find myself being, like, there's this one Bible verse and it kind of says this and you yes. know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> and I just don't like feeling like that. Like I want to be like, I really want it to be like written on the tablet of my heart. I want to recall scripture when I need it. And I want to be like, you know, so-and-so go to this book and look this up. This is like, this will speak exactly to what you need. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because so much of what I do in my ministry is walk through life with people. I want to be able to recall scripture to help other people. And so I've just been trying to memorize scripture and memorize it in a way that's not like (laughs) memorizing before a test, but actually 
grasping it and like grappling with it. So like when I'm reading something and writing it down, I'm really internalizing it rather than just trying to get the words correct, if that makes sense. I feel like I crammed for so many tests and don't know a single thing that I crammed. Totally. Like I could memorize it for about 24 hours and I had it. And I don't think that's grade. what like writing on the tablet of your heart is. I no, think it's, it's like, like etched. It's like it's etched, etched over time. Yeah. And so I just, yeah. So I go back through, I like sit down and I like literally go through every single one that I've been memorizing and, and I don't necessarily like write a new one every day just because I think that gets hard. And I'm also such a scorecard person that then I find myself having to like, you know, and then I fail. <laughs> so, and I just don't want to fail. So that's kind of what I've, so I've been like reading scripture and just different parts of scripture. I've kind of been in like Psalms and Proverbs and then in the book of James a lot, just cause there's a lot of really practical stuff in James. And then we're reading with our staff. We're reading through Habakkuk, which is so random, but except for the fact that it's awesome. I know, yes. I know, but it's awesome because it's like random. It's not. It's not like you know, common book. Yeah, which I like. But yeah, so I've just been doing a lot of honestly like scripture memorization, and then as far as prayer goes, I feel like prayer has been. I've, I feel like after I had Bodhi, I've just been praying like a million more times because you feel like your life is like way more out of control just because you can't control another human being or what happens or, you know, they get to eventually have their own relationship with Jesus or you hope for that. And so I feel like my prayer life absolutely like blew up when I had Bodhi. Like all of a sudden I understood God in a completely different way. So I would say the past season has been one of my favorite seasons with Jesus. Um, I have like not been dry, which I think it is really hard when you're going through those dry seasons. So if one of you out there is going through that right now, which I'm, I can like guarantee someone is, <laughs> yeah. I really feel for you and I like pray for you. And I would just say like power through. Cause I just think when we allow God into every aspect of our life when, like, really cool things happen. You get to, like, see God in a whole new light. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of what I'm up to. Um, I love that. I, I think that it's been so good for me recently because um, I don't feel dry either, which is so good. And I think sometimes, like, I, it, maybe dry is, like, a phrase that people aren't familiar with, but just, like, I don't know, when you kind of feel like you're phoning it in or, like, showing up or you're, like, reading things but it's just not really connecting. Totally. Um, two things I would say about that is one power through two switch it up it's totally, like if exactly. you went on the same date with Tyler every week he'd be like it'd be like going I'm really emotions. over I'm pizza please can we have but Chinese? I could <laughs> never feel that way about pizza um <laughs> I feel like Carl probably does that say does say that he's like oh no more pizza no more Chick-fil-a um, Stephanie I know I know except for he'd be like more Chick-fil-a, more Chick-fil-a. <laughs> um but I think that um but switch it up, like switch it up and try exactly. something new and try painting, try listening to music, try going on a walk, try reading a different devotional, try, um, try a devotional, try a Bible study, do something different. Um, so I've been doing some different things lately and, um, I'm kind of a scorekeeper or scorecard person too. Like I really can get, um, bogged down in, in thinking like, oh, I need to, oh, I only read the Bible for four seconds today or, you know, however long. Um, but I think that lately I've been doing some different things throughout the week and that's been really cool. So like some days I'll go on a walk and I'll listen to worship music. Sometimes I'll just like, I, I did a prayer walk the other day. It was really cool around my neighborhood and just like, walked in prayed and it was just it was good um normally I have a quiet time in the morning but um Carl was actually doing a fantasy football draft last week and instead of I know classic instead of watching Netflix that night I like curled up in bed really early and I journaled and I like spent an extended amount of time with God I swear I'm like 
overflowing because of that. Like I, I just that. felt so filled up. Um, but really my favorite thing that I've been doing lately is, um, I really feel like I am kind of back to my quiet time roots for the first time in a long time, just cause we're finally like home and a little bit more settled. Um, but I have this new porch on, on the new house we just moved into. And every morning I've been going out on the porch with my coffee and I've made it this event and I love it. And I'm really quiet and I've been listening to my favorite worship music and I've been journaling it, but some days I don't feel like journaling. And so some days I've been doing my seamless study, which is why it's taking me a thousand years. Um, sometimes I've been reading a piece of scripture that I know I need and just reading it a bunch and just being really quiet. Um, and then every day I've been doing that thing where I'm reading through my prayer, my prayer circle list, um, and like praying out loud these things. And I really like, I've felt a lot more free in it recently where I'm like, what do I need today? Or what, how will I connect to God today? Well, I have a lot to say, so I'm in a journal or I don't really have anything to, to say. So I'm going to like bring something new and you know, I'm going to read some scripture or something like that. But I think creating an event out of it and making it really like special and enjoyable has been really cool. Um, and I've just really been enjoying spending time with God lately. And I think that that's, I think that's what happens when we do it. Kind of like we were talking about with small group where like it kind of sucks at the beginning because you just don't feel connected and you feel totally. very awkward and like you don't know what you're doing. That's how... But then it clicks sometimes too, then you it know? Clicks, yeah. And the, and the more you get to know someone, the more you spend time with him, like the closer you feel to him. And then you just can't can't not. You totally. know, you just, you just want to. Yeah. Um, I love that. I love that. Um, okay. So Kels, we have to get out of here. Um, Bodhi's going to wake up in two seconds and I'm pretty <laughs> sure like a thousand people are about to come over to your house and come running downstairs. So we'll prevent you guys from having to hear all of that. Um, but I want to ask you three questions. The first one is what's God teaching you these days? Yeah. So I, well, I feel like I've been learning a lot. I kind of talked a little bit about it with becoming a mom. I feel like God just like blew my mind with how much he loves us just because I love Bodhi more than I could have like ever, ever imagined. And I want what's best for him. And so I do think I've learned so much about how much God cares for us because of becoming a parent. Um, But I also think something that God has really been teaching me is I am such a people pleaser and I've been reading this amazing book, The Best Yes. And yeah, that book has just blown my mind. It's by Lisa Turkhurst. It's so good. That's the Christian book I've been reading recently, like I was talking about. And it's just been how to make good decisions. And she says in it, she says, yes and no are the most like powerful words we use in a day. And how do we make a best yes? And I am such a people pleaser. So, so often I am so quick to say yes to something when I should say no. And in becoming a mom, I feel like there's so many even more things that I have to say no to so that I can have a best yes with my family. And so that's, I mean, I could go on for literally like two hours about that book and how amazing it's been for me. So yeah, that's kind of been what I've been learning about a lot about motherhood. Um, I like almost fell over because I swear yesterday I was telling Carl, I was like, I'm struggling with people pleasing so much. It's insane. Like I need, like, I, I'm really, really struggling with this. It's really hard. And Kelsey and I were supposed to do a best yes study this summer together. 
And then we were both too busy. Okay, I was too busy. <laughs> so I had so much going on this summer that I just, like, well, I had to say no. And actually, I think that was really good. I do actually um, think that was really good for you. <laughs> but, yeah, it was really good. But um, you have been telling me I need to read The Best Yes. My sister has been telling me for, like, ever that I need to read The Best Yes. You need to And literally, it. like, so last good. night, I was like, I'm struggling with saying yes and no so much. Okay, fine. I'm going to read it. Lisa, <laughs> I'm coming for you. Um, okay, so then, second question. Um, what's something random that's been bringing you joy lately? Okay. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for this part. Okay. So this is like a shameless plug. So Emily Lee, I don't know you. You don't know me, but I love you so much. <laughs> Isn't it Lay? You, Lay. You I don't know. Have, you whatever. have said two people and I, that you love and I think you've totally I know, butchered their last names. Don't yeah. judge me. Um, <laughs> Emily Lay, you are wonderful. Um, she made this thing called the Simplified Planner. And it has made my life so much better. So between Lisa Turker's Best Yes and the Simplified Planner, I feel like I'm starting to get my life under control. Mm. And I just love it so much. It has literally saved me from so many, like, work mistakes or overbooking or, you know, double booking or whatever. It's one of my favorite things right now. And really, so if you guys aren't familiar, one, go look it up because they're the cutest things in the Seriously. whole world. They're kind of expensive, but worth it. So worth it. Um, I texted Kelsey, full disclosure, yesterday, maybe two days ago, and said, I'm about to buy my 2018 Simplified Planner. I'm freaking out. I'm so excited. So excited. It looks exactly the same as this one that I had this year because I just love the cover so much, but it's so cute. Ugh, and I really, it. it's, there's something about having, I mean, and not everyone's a planner person like this. Like, I feel like some people need it in their phone, and I still do reminders in my phone sometimes, but um, having I kind of do both. Yeah, having something laid out in front of me, though, is so helpful to be able to plan my life. I completely agree. Totally. Oh, Emily, we love you. Um, okay, so then, Kels, third question is, um, who's a woman that's inspiring you these days? Well, if I haven't said it enough, I love Lisa Turkhurst, and she has been, like, an author mentor for me for the past, like three months that I've been going through the book, which is significantly longer than anyone should take to go through a book, <laughs> but it's fine. Um, so I've been really loving, um, her and yeah, I just, th between that and seamless, I mean, we've already talked about it. I'm it's, I'm not like saying anything new, but those two I've been going through, I went through all summer and really, really did the work for him. And I think it just really benefited me. I love that. I think I grew so much from, from doing, both like a Bible study and then like a life study mm. for myself, but both were Jesus based. I love that. I love that. Uh, Kels, thank you so much for hanging out with us. That was I, so fun. I just love um, getting to introduce you to the girls and um, I know that they're going to love you and we're just going to have to have you back for a thousand different things because really, like, you're my person and um, you're my go-to for everything from, like, um, you know, how do I, like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the first thing that came into my mind was how to clean wine out of my carpet, which I haven't <laughs> spilled wine lately, but if I did, like, you would know how to fix it. Um, so everything from that to, like, like, I'm having a really hard day, or I, I really need prayer, or um, how do I get closer to Jesus, or how do I be a better wife? Like, you're just my go-to person, and so um, I'm so glad that the girls well, are I feel the same you. way about you. You guys, isn't Kelsey amazing? I just knew that y'all were going to love her. One thing I wanted to tell you really quickly is that I know that Kelsey and I talked about a million different things today on the show. I'm pretty sure we listed like 800 different books. Um, and so if you ever want to find the links to any of those things, all you have to do is go to my website, stephaniemaywilson.com. For every episode, we'll have a blog post with the show notes. All the links will be there for everything we talk about, um, including Kelsey's website and Instagram so that y'all can follow her and have her do your makeup and so y'all can be friends. 
Also, if you're a student at the University of Colorado or are thinking about going there or if you know anyone who is, I cannot recommend Kelsey's College Ministry enough. It's called the Annex, and it is a thousand percent worth checking out. God changed my life there. I was an intern there the year after I graduated from college, and my time there actually inspired everything we do around here. So definitely check it out. The link for the Annex is in our show notes as well. Friends, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I cannot tell you how much it means to me to have you here at Girls' Night. Before you go, I would love it if you would do two quick things. The first is to subscribe. Subscribing to the podcast is the best way to make sure you never miss an episode. It's also a way easier way to listen because it's a way of sort of bookmarking the podcast. You never have to go looking for it again. Your app will just automatically download the next episode once a new one is released. The other thing that would mean so much to me is if you would take a quick second to leave a rating and review for the podcast. The way that iTunes knows to suggest this podcast to new people is by the ratings and the reviews. That's how we invite new friends to our girls' night. So would you do me a huge favor and just take a quick second to leave a rating and a quick comment about how you like the podcast so far? It would really help us get started. And thank you to all of you who have left such sweet comments already. I just love this one from J.K. White. She said, this is such a fun podcast, so relatable. I totally feel like I'm just chilling on the kitchen counter, eating raw cookie dough with the older sister I've always wanted as Stephanie offers advice on Jesus, relationships, and everything in between. I love that. Thank you so much for your sweet words, friend. And a huge thank you to all of you who've taken the time to leave a review. It means so much to me. Friends, thank you so much for joining us for Girls' Night, and I'll see you next week.